Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Kip Herridge here with your daily VRA Investing Podcast. Uh, 700-point loss in the Dow on Wednesday. 730-point loss in the Dow today. Uh, Remember, just 12 days ago, we had the minus 1,800-point collapse. That's a lot of red candles piling up here. Uh, A bit of a negative situation. Of course, it started today based on the coronavirus news out of our home state, Texas. Our home governor, Greg Abbott. It's shocking to us, folks, because I just want to share a few things with you. And it's been a while since we've gotten up on our uh, coronavirus insanity soapbox. But today requires it because, look, it looks very much like the the worst of this uh, coronavirus uh, pandemic is over. The markets have discounted it, uh, been moving higher. Uh, Every time there's bad news on coronavirus, the market goes higher. That's a tell. Uh, the news is getting nothing but better. Yes, the, 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 the case numbers are rising because we have so much more testing going on now, now more than ever, certainly here in Texas. And the death counts are plummeting nowhere near uh, roughly 23 percent of what the, the death totals were from uh, from the uh, the worst periods of April and May. So we're, we're just seeing nothing but but much, much better news. Uh, but you wouldn't know it at all from the media, certainly from the financial media, CNNs of the world, the, uh, the, the mainstream media, mass hysteria is, is rearing its ugly head again. So we have to tell you a little bit of truth here. I'll share, I'll share just a couple of things we said with you today, uh, with, our, with, our folk, with our clients today. Texas now is shutting down again, not fully, but 50% capacity for restaurants, bars must be closed. Here go the businesses that that really hope they can stay open. Now they're probably going to close their doors for good. You cannot have an outdoor gathering with more than 100 people. you got to be kidding me, right? Riding, protesting, not a problem. Have a uh, gathering with uh, 100 close friends or family, not going to happen. We'll arrest you. We'll ticket you or arrest you if we choose. This is Texas. It, it really is the Lone Star State. Can't, can't believe I'm seeing it with my own eyes. Trying to force us to wear uh, 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 face diapers here as well. Yours truly is not going to do that. But in in 2018, this is directly from the Centers for Disease Control. In 2018, our flu season, 3,516 people in Texas died from the flu. So far, we've had 1,200 fewer deaths from the coronavirus than we had from the flu deaths in 2018. Of course, in 2018, we had no lockdowns, no, no forced closures of thousands of businesses, no bankrupting of many thousands of good, hardworking Texans, and certainly no intentional economic destruction. This is happening, of course, all over the country. Folks, what, what the market saw today and what we all hope is not the case is that uh, these uh, big test uh, increases, uh, test case increases don't continue. Other states take the action, the bizarre action that, we, that Greg Abbott took today in the state of Texas uh, because, you know, that's the last thing the economy needs. It's the last thing any of us need. Uh, certainly it's the last thing the markets need. The Dow did fall, again, 730 points today, finishing just over 25,000. Again, that's a, what is that, 1,100-point losses in just the last three days, about a 2.8% decline there. Uh, slightly better was the NASDAQ, down 259 points, back below 10,000, closing at 9,757. Russell 2000 continues to be hit hard. Again, it never really did participate on the upside. 
it got above its 200-day moving average for a couple days, and that was it. And then, boom, here comes the selling pressure again. Not a good sign for the broad U.S. economy. Small caps make most of their money, most of their revenue from domestic operations as opposed to their the large cap brethren that have you know, a whole lot of international exposure you know, make up for some of the shortfalls. The other note uh, we saw today is that the S&P 500 is now back below, also below its 200-day moving average after testing it a couple of times this week. It's now about 18 points below its 200-day moving average. So still just above 3,000 on the S&P 500, closing today at 3,009 on SPX. So uh, the VIX today caught a little bit of uh, a little bit of wind today at its back, closing up 7.7%, back to 34.73. Still long ways away from where the VIX was a couple of months ago when it was trading over 80 for the uh, for the fear for the fear index. A couple of points we made today also I just want to share with you because again <clears throat> we've seen a lot of fear mongering about the market about this this looks like another bubble. This, this is worse than 1999. You've read it. I've read it. You know, pe- pe- people are saying this. But it's not really close to reality. I worked here in that era, uh, 99. I remember it well. I remember a couple of points that we've been talking about here. One was that uh, the average P.E. multiple on the NASDAQ 100 in, in 1999 was 80. Today it's 28. That's a big difference in valuation, Mass, massive difference in valuation. You can drive a super Walmart through that difference in valuation. The other big difference was the fact that and this was this is what made 1999 so special. 1999 there were 500 companies that went public with an average first day gain of more than 60%. We call it right at 60%. I mean that, how remarkable is that, right? Was, none of that's happened now, but what we are starting to see and we'll probably touch on this more in our podcast. We talked, to, again, with our, our clients about today. While the IPO market of, of 2020 has not even begun to get red hot like it did in 99, what is really interesting are these special purpose acquisition companies called SPACs. You probably heard about them. Uh, recently, Virgin Galactic, this is it's another way for a company to go public without the traditional IPO process, which is time-consuming, it's expensive, you've got to go through a whole lot of red tape. None of that has to happen if you use a SPAC instead. It's like, it's like a reverse shell merger. So your private company, uh, a shell buys you, boom, you're public, just like that. We, recently, we've seen these happen with the Virgin Galactic. That's how it went public. DraftKings, again, these are all hot IPOs as, as a SPAC. Uh, DraftKings, same thing. And Nikola, uh, the uh, Tesla competitor. So we wrote about this today because it's, what's happening right now is very interesting. So far this year, SPACs have been used for 38% of all U.S. IPOs. So they're basically going public through the SPACs. Uh, again, a reverse acquisition of another company, taking it public immediately. Um, and 38% of all IPOs this year have been, have been SPACs, and they have already raised $6.5 billion as of May 20th. So uh, this group's coming to life. The reason we mention it now is this is, how, this is how bubbles get started. A lot of liquidity sloshing around from all sources. SPACs didn't even exist in 1999. And now they're the go-to vehicle, or at least one of the go-to vehicles for companies looking to go public and raise a whole lot of money 
including billionaires that want to have it as their toy. Pay attention to this. There's a whole lot of money that may be made from this. This will have a direct spillover effect into the broad markets. This could be, again, assuming we get out of the coronavirus insanity and the economy comes back so far, signs look pretty good that the healthy, uh, the economy is healthy enough to withstand all of this pain. Things like SPACs and, and maybe a return to a hot IPO market and liquidity. We already know all the liquidity from the Federal Reserve and central banks all over the world. Federal stimulus money. The, more, there's never been a time with more money sloshing around in the private and public markets. This is how bubbles really do get started. And the upside from this could be pretty interesting, folks. We are a, a glasses half full uh, company here. And uh, we may have felt a little differently about that for three months of coronavirus insanity. But we do believe that coronavirus is on its last legs. We believe it's burning itself out. We believe that in a couple of weeks, that'll be clear to all when the mortality rates, when the death counts, just don't start rising like these test cases are. That's our view. We think it's going to drive the market higher. We think the Fed will use every pullback to continue launching their next phase of QE. That's how we're positioning with our folks. And I uh, wanted to walk you through that here. Uh, we'll cover that more each and every day, as really as we've been doing so far for the last a week or two. We see this is a repeating pattern that's in place. The Federal Reserve uses every sell-off to launch their next program, to introduce their next idea, to float the next rumor. And, of course, the Trump administration, the Treasury, and hopefully Congress will have more of that to support the economy as well as we move forward. Uh, let's take a look under the hood today. We had all 11 S&P 500 sectors close lower on the day, led to, again, all, all 11 lower, pretty ugly day. Communication services, leader on the downside, down 4.4%. Financials, again, another ugly day for financials, down 4.3%. Again, we see negative rates as almost in your certainty as they are in China, uh, throughout much of Europe. We believe it's headed this way as well. Uh, in Japan, excuse me, we believe it's headed this way as well. And that is not a good environment for bank stocks. Again, they're getting hammered again today. Uh, that's not a positive, probably, either for the economy. Something's got to be done about that. But thanks to the Fed, negative rates look to be headed our way. The tenure today closed at 0.63%. Just two weeks ago, it was 0.95%, almost back to 1% yield. And then, boom, taken away again. Energy also lower by 3.5% today. Again, all 11 sectors lower in the day. And our internals, again, not, not a good day here. We had, uh, on, on, on Wednesday, we had a 90% downside day. Uh, for volume, that was not quite the case here today. About seven to one, about seven percent volume uh, downside today. Advanced decline was about five to one on NYSE. Nasdaq was a little better, really about three or so to one uh, negative across the board. But interesting, uh, again, even with this week, uh, rough week we've had, we had today we had uh, a, more a hundred stocks that hit fifty-two week highs to just forty-three. They hit new 52-week lows, so that, that's supportive of at least a, a more positive tone uh, maybe as we head into next week. And finally today, let's talk about our current, uh, our commodity watch and uh, Bitcoin today. Bitcoin's uh, closing, turning right now at 9,181, down 69 of the day. Oil today, again, getting hit again. Got back over 40 for a couple days. Now it's 38.18 a barrel, uh, down 54 cents a barrel today. Again, $38.18 a barrel. Gold today catching a a, a good uh, a good second win today seventeen eighty three 
an ounce, up $13 an ounce. <clears throat> we love this group, as you know, if you've been joining us here, a great deal. This is the environment for gold and the miners. Silver as well, but we believe it more so for gold and the miners. They love this funny money. They love currency inflation. Everything about this environment says this group must be owned aggressively. Physical, not the ETS, folks, not the paper gold, the real stuff. Again, gold, 1783 an ounce right now. What does that put it at? About $113, $114 away from all-time highs. We think we get there real quick and then surpass $2,000 an ounce. That's when it really catches uh, catches its, its second wind, we believe. Silver today, uh, about $0.08 cents an ounce at $17.97 an ounce. And, uh, folks, that's all we have time for today. Hope you had a great week. Hope you have an even better weekend. We'll see you back here again Monday after the close.